Hey, you know what week it is? Uh, what week is it? It's 10 less than 69. 59. 59, gonna break your spine. (laughs) Welcome back to the Pretty Crazy Podcast. We're pretty crazy. And this is a podcast. <gasps> really? <laughs> um, I do want to say, again, sorry for this being um, not the week after the one we sent out. It's been like three weeks. Three weeks since you played with me. <laughs> we are so bad at this now. I so th- bad that you think it's pretty crazy. I think that the problem is, is that like... I I kind of want to like switch things up and maybe like change direction a little bit, but like I'm having a hard time with creative ingenuity. Creative juices. Yeah. So as of right now, it's still the same type of show. I just show. I'm doing a lot of things. Show tunes. Um, not a lot of things. I'm I'm like taking time between them. Mm. And. I'm trying to figure out, like, a new... Give them the attention they deserve. Yeah, but also I kind of want to, like, like form it into something a little bit more... Meteor. Formulated and meteor and... Yes. Yeah. So... With the taters. I apologize. Hopefully whenever you do see, like, new episode, you get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it just randomly comes... I randomly come to it. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. But the doctor says that's a problem. <laughs> you remember that song? I jizz in my pants. I jizz right in my pants every time you're next to me. Oh, I love that song so much. It was like part of my high school. And when we're holding hands, it's like was, having sex with me. I said that me. was part of my high school. Like That was like part of the things that I listened to in high school. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um... I have a really, really, really fucked up story for you today. Yeah. Um, well, Sophie found her squeak toy, so... Uh, she approves of the fucked up story. Enjoy that. Um, okay, so let me, let me explain how I found this story. Okay. So I was on um, another podcast subreddit. Subreddit? Podcast? And they were talking about doing a story in Canada and how, like, the story that they picked was kind of like a weird story for them to pick because it yeah. has already been covered by like one of the other podcasts that they do. Okay. Because it's like a group of podcasts. Yeah. Anyways. So down in the comments, and I was like just reading because, you know, what else? And um, down in the comments, they were like, oh my God, like how has nobody covered the case of Tim McLean? Tim McLean? And I was like, color me intrigued. Is he the son of, son of Mr. Clean? No. But whenever I think of McLean, I think of A.J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Oh. But also, no relation that I know of. Oh, to Mr. Clean. And also not the to... The bald-headed goddess. Also not to Mr. Clean. God. I guess goddess. he's not a goddess. <laughs> um, and I only found one podcast that mentioned this one. Um, oh, what do you call a group of podcasts? Podcasts? Yeah, like a pod of dolphins. A pod of podcasts? Pod of podcasts group of podcasts a murder of podcasts yeah like a murder of podcasts is it like is it an orgy of podcasts (laughs) i don't know but um the only podcast who did um 
an episode on this, and it was one of the early episodes, is The Minds of Madness. It was a good episode. It was it was short, um, which mine's probably going to be short, too, because um, the story's pretty straightforward. There's not, like, a lot of, like, back and forth or anything. Mm. It's just, like, a real fucked up fast story. Okay. So. Fucked and fast. That's how we like it. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Well, I guess the other two sources that I used, because there's not much information on this, and they're all the same sources over and over again. Wikipedia does cite all of them. So Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Ooh, Murderpedia. Yeah. It's Branching like, out now. It's like Wikipedia only for murders. It, the one actual um, thing in, Wikip- in Murderpedia was the Wikipedia article. I thought Murderpedia killed Wikipedia. That's what I thought Murderpedia oh. was. No, no that's not. that's not what it was. That's not what it is. Mm. Or a murderer wrote Wikipedia. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. And, oh, God. Okay, so, also, I did not take, I took, like, six weeks of French or nine weeks of French. So, I'm sorry. A lot of Canadian words are French, and I fucking suck at it. So, Portage La Prairie in Manitoba. That's, that's. Portage La Prairie. Probably, but, yeah. Um, so, on, Oct- on October. October. No, no. On July 30th, 2008, July. passengers on the Greyhound bus number 1170 to Winnipeg were taunted with the severed head of Tim McLean in a moment that no amount of therapy can ever help oh. with. Oh. Okay, so. I think I could get over it. I, I don't think you could, dude. Okay, so um, we're going to start with Tim. We're going to go like into his like tiny bit because they have almost no information out on him. Okay. Which sucked because poor dude was beheaded. Yeah. Okay, so Timothy Richard McLean um, was born October 3rd, which is Mean Girls Day, um, in 1985. Good to know. Yeah. In uh, Victoria, British Columbia... And he grew up in, I think it's Ellie, E-L-I-E, or Ellie, yeah, Manitoba, which is 30 kilometers, 19 miles from Winnipeg. If you had me point out Winnipeg on a map, I would 100% not know where it was. But if I gave you a prize, do you know what that prize would be? What? You'd Winnipeg. (laughs) Okay, that was, that was fun. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I know where British Columbia is, and I know where, like, Ontario is, but all of the ones in between, I I don't know, and I'm sorry. They have a hockey team. Come on, damn it. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. They had a hockey team. The Jets. Yeah. They're no longer there. They are there, no. Are they? Yeah. They brought them back. Oh. Woo. Well... Um, go Penguins. (laughs) To any Canadian listening to us, um, I'm sorry for not knowing more about And I'm sorry your Canadians suck. Montreal Canadians suck. Yeah, do they? They have, like, the most, uh, Uh, cups. Yeah, but they got, like, beat the, beat by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. Oh, I don't want to talk about Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. No okay, back to the back to the guy. And okay. Tom Brady and his avocado tasting Fuck penis. Tom Brady. Anyways. Avocado tasting penis. 
No, we're not talking about this. Why not? Because we're talking about a guy who's just been beheaded. Why uh, are you talking about Tom Brady's penis? Because the, the story that you told me... I'm not talking about his penis. I'm just talking about... Apparently, a clean penis... See? That's the story. Tastes like avocado. And I wouldn't know. But I know what avocado knows. <laughs> but then what does that have to do with Tom Brady? Because he loves everything avocado. Oh, because he had that avocado tequila yeah, or tequila, whatever. Yeah, tequila, and he goes on an avocado diet. And he's Tampa Bay, related to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you, you don't see the connections. I, I do. Inception, man. But, like, nobody else knew that connection, so you had to kind of... Yeah, I strung it together, man. But <laughs> This is what we do. We're detectives, man. Oh, my God. Okay. In Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So, Tim was sociable. Um, so, when his friend joined the carnival circus, he, um, she invited him to join, and um, he actually loved it. So, he became a carny. Okay. Um, and he was working in Edmonton and was going to be working in Saskatchewan, um, but decided that he wanted to actually go back to Winnipeg to his family before moving to British Columbia like for like a big move. Those carnies. They're heavy um, drinkers. They they are they in the podcast they said that like he would make about a thousand dollars a week but he would spend all of it on like liquor and drugs. Well, I don't know about drugs. They say drugs. No, well, they just said partying. Sure. So he decided to take a greyhound from um, to Winnipeg instead of flying, even though his friends offered to pay um, to get him to fly, and then. Um, uh, apparently, according to an article that I forgot to write down, but his girlfriend was actually pregnant with his child, and um, they were born December 21st, 2008. Oh, man. So, posthumously. Um, so, what about the dude who was holding Tim's head? Hmm. What about that dude? So, um, his name was Vincent Wegwong. Wegwong. I, I don't know how to... It's, it's Chinese. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Lee, and he was born in Dangdong. Dangdong. China on April 30th, 1968. Hmm. Um, in 1992, he graduated from Wuhan Institute of Technology. The only reason I know anything about Wu, Wuhan is because of the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> W-I-T. It's M-I-T upside down. Yeah, and um, it stopped the world. Fucking Wuhan. Because <laughs> somebody ate a bat there. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just, you know, what you hear. Propaganda. Um, but he worked from 94 to 98 as a software engineer before immigrating to Canada on June 11th, 2001. Yeah. Three months before... You know, 9-11. This dude is just bad news. Bad news. Bad luck, dude. (laughs) Um, He became a citizen November 7th, 2006. But um, before that, he was hospitalized in 2003 to 2004 after an incident with Ontario Provincial Police. um, Because he was, like, walking down the road saying that he was following the sun. Well, I mean, technically he was. 
Yeah, but I think he was just kind of out of it. Oh, well, yeah. But he was hospitalized. Um, in 2005, he was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia, but he decided to leave it untreated. Mm, that's always a good case. Um, during his time in Canada, uh, he worked some random jobs, such as a forklift, a forklift operator and odd jobs at Grant Memorial Church. Mm. Um, so he moved from... Edmonton, or he moved to Edmonton from Winnipeg um, in 2006, and like he like did it without his wife, and his wife eventually joined him in okay. Edmonton. Um, um, his her, his Lula, his wife's name was Anna, and um, so he worked at Walmart, fast food, and did newspaper delivery. Okay. So it's kind of crazy to me that like he was a software engineer in China, and like he was doing. Yeah, I think that's typically how... I know, it's just so crazy. Like, doctors in India come over and then they, like... Yeah. You know, like, or China or wherever, and they, like, get these... It's a little different with software, though, because, like, uh, you know, like, you can kind of prove that you're capable or, like, that you're, you know, that you have the skills, whereas, like... With doctors, you require certain certifications. Yeah, and, and, and like, you don't might want to not have the money or, like, the time to do that. But with yeah. software, software, software. Yeah. And, like, a lot as of software As long as you understand get, the language. Well, a lot of the software we get is from China. Well, yeah, and it's typed in English. Well, apparently he was well, not or, very good at English, but, like... Or, you know... But, like, like computers speak, you know, like, yeah. like, coding. I don't understand why that would be... Yeah. Or he could work for a Chinese company in Canada. I'm sure there's a lot of those. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, late June or early July, Lee was actually fired from his job at Walmart for a disagreement with other employees. Hmm. Sounds like Christina. <laughs> Sounds like Christina. My sister works at Walmart and she hates her life. Her life. Um, so during this time, he actually asked his boss at the delivery job if he could have some time off to go to Winnipeg for a job interview. Hmm. So he's thinking about going back to Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. I don't... How far away is Winnipeg from Edmonton? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's into the thick of it. <laughs> okay, Google. How... What is the distance between Edmonton, Canada and Winnipeg, Canada? Here's a summary from the website travelmath.com. The total driving distance from Winnipeg, Canada to Edmonton, Canada is 810 miles. It's kind of, it's far. 810 miles in case you couldn't hear. That's that's double the trip to and from Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, so not 14 close. hours. It's weird that he wouldn't be able to find any jobs between them, but whatever. Canada's a huge country, landmass wise. It's almost the width of the United States. If not wider. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely taller. Because it's bigger than the United States, isn't taller. it? Taller. Isn't it bigger taller, than the Taller, eh? It is. Um, so, July 28th, 2008. It's 12.05 p.m. in Edmonton. Lee boards the Greyhound bus for Winnipeg. Okay. July 29th, 6 o'clock. So, I mean, that's already a whole day plus six hours. Lee gets off the bus in Erickson, Manitoba. Manitoba, eh? Is Manitoba towards the middle of Canada? I was so, eh? It sounds like it would be. Um, with three pieces of luggage and set on a bench next to a grocery store. 
Um, one witness claimed to have seen him at 3 a.m. sitting bolt upright with his eyes wide open. Oh. Like, just completely, like, out of it. Yeah. Um, so then on July 30th, Tim got on the bus in Edmonton heading back to Winnipeg. Back to the Winnipeg. Um, this is, you know, Tim. And he, this was after he worked at a fair in Edmonton. Yeah. So, um, Lee sold a laptop to a 15-year-old. So, we're back to Lee, who's outside mm-hmm. at the bus stop. Um, so, he has his laptop, and he puts it out with a sticker, and he was trying to sell it for 600 bucks. And then this kid, like this 15-year-old boy, offers him 60 and he says, sure. Okay. Um, so, the bus comes back th- through um, where he's at in Erickson, Manitoba, around 6 p.m. again. And um, he gets on bus 1170. Huh. Um, he originally sat in the front of the bus, but after a rest stop, he moved to the, he like started walking towards the back of the bus. Yeah. And uh, picked a seat next to Tim. Okay. Which is like the literal back of the thing. It's like um, the row right before the bathrooms. Yeah. So Tim quickly fell asleep. You know, he had just worked all the carnivals and he has his headphones on and his head against the window and he falls asleep okay well during this time um other passengers said that lee was rocking back and forth in his seat and chanting in a foreign language which is never a great sign no (laughs) um so while he's chanting he pulls out a large knife and starts to stab tim in the chest and neck oh shit just out of nowhere shit um, so people on the bus start to scream, um, and the bus, ev- like, evacuates. Yeah. Tim did try to break free from Lee, and, like, okay, so Tim, the pictures show him, like, looking, he's pretty small of a guy, not, like, yeah, not, like, a tiny guy, but, like, he's 22, he looks, like, slender, but, like, Lee is, like, a large man. Yeah, okay. Um, I think he's, like, over six foot. Okay. Like, six four or something. So Lee tackles him and continues to stab him, estimating about 50 times. Shit. Um, so he's dead or yeah. dying. Yeah. Um, the driver and two men, um, one of the men was actually a truck driver who stopped whenever all the people were flagging him down, um, tried to get back on the bus and tried to help Tim, but, like, it was too late. Like, yeah, I mean, 50 stabs, yeah. Um, so Lee actually chased them with his knife so the one account said they chased him the other account said he like kind of started walking towards him with a knife with like a crazy look in his face yeah enough that they were like either way you're freaked out yeah they said he had a blank stare in his face like there was nothing there yeah Dogs so aren't home. uh lee eventually saw through like sawed through tim's throat and decapitated him hmm. um he walked towards the men with the knife and the head, and then they left, you know, like they got off the bus. Yeah. So he then took the head and showed the crowd. Hmm. Um, so people are puking, crying. Yeah. You know, literally just fucking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so the others on who are originally on the bus find a crowbar, and they actually hold the door shut while the, um, the RCP MP... Um, got a time to, to arrive to the scene. So the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yes. Um, so the driver was actually really smart, too, besides being brave, because, I mean, he, like, you know, faced this dude. He um, 
engaged an emergency immobilizer, which stopped the bus from moving. Yeah. So he couldn't drive the bus away. Yeah. Um, but during this time, Lee began to sever and consume other parts of Tim. Oh, shit. Like, just while he's on the bus. Just randomly. In front of people. Yeah. Um, like, fingers first or shit well, like that? Well, we'll get there. At 8.30, the police arrived with Lee still on the bus. And at 9 o'clock, the police were able to gather negotiators and tactical units while Lee was um, pacing the bus. Hmm. Um, and while he was pacing, he was, like, cutting off parts and eating them. Hmm. Um, July 31st at 1.30 a.m., Lee tried to escape out of a broken window, and so, he was arrested. Why is this taking so long? I think because, like... There's no really... I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just shoot him. I know that sounds bad, but, like... Yeah, he's armed and... And dangerous, but I guess since there's nobody else on the bus at that point who's alive... Well, you don't know who's in the bathroom. Well, they might have had everything accounted for. I don't know, but... Um, I guess they probably didn't want to shoot him because it's not America. <laughs> That's true. Um, so whenever he got out of the window, he was tasered twice and handcuffed. And Tim's ears, nose, and tongue were in his pocket. Oh. And he definitely ate his eyes and part of his heart. Oh, man. Um, which there might have been some other parts as well. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Um... Apparently, while being arrested, he looked at the police and said, I'm sorry, I'm guilty. Please kill me. Oh. So, at 10 a.m. July 31st, so a day after this, the Greyhound people took the passengers to a store to go get whatever they need. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're not allowed back on that bus. Yeah. Um, And they arrived back in Winnipeg at 3.30 p.m. Yeah. So, these people, you know... Worst so, day ever. Worst, worst day ever. So Lee pled not guilty um, because a voice from God told him to do it. Yeah. Um, said that Tim McLean was a force of evil and was about to execute him. So he was fearful and in a state of panic and like didn't realize that he was committing a crime. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stanley Yaren Diagnosed him as a schizophrenic. Um, he mutilated the body and scattered the body around the bus because he believed that the body would come back to life. Mm. I don't know why he would eat that, mm. but... Yes. Um, God told him to go get a hunting knife, told him to protect himself from somebody who was going to kill him, told him to get off the bus at Erickson originally, um, and that he then had to kill the man sitting next to him. Mm. So he's saying that God told him all of this. And back in 2004, he said that he had started hearing the voice of God to save people from aliens that were going to attack them. Ah. So when we'd say um, schizophrenic, like, yeah, we're talking like he, and this is very important before we get into the next part. I want to talk about schizophrenia for a second. Yeah. 99.9% of schizophrenics are not going to act this way. Yes. Um, number one, a lot of them are medicated. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that are medicated are not necessarily homicidal maniacs. Yes. Um, do I think this guy has schizophrenia? Yes. Do I think that he did believe that he was being talked to by God? Yes. However, the punishment that follows 
I'm sorry, Canada, but this is fucked up. The Canadian legal system needs fixed. And the American legal system needs fixed for different reasons. Kind of the exact opposite reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is not okay. And this is not the first time we've seen this. We've seen this in the Jasmine Richardson case. We, I haven't covered them, but the Ken and Barbie killer case. Um, Canada does not have... They don't hold people as long as they should. And let me tell you what happens. Okay. So, June 3rd, 2010, Lee was granted supervised... Okay, so this happened in 2008. July 2008. June 3rd, 2010, Lee was granted supervised outdoor walks. Okay. May 30th, 2011, reported by CBC, Lee was responding well to treatment and he should receive more freedom. Mm. Um, May 17, 2012, the National Post reported um, temporary passes that allowed Lee on supervised visits of the town of Selkirk. Okay. Um, in 2013, he got supervised visit to Lockport, Winnipeg, and nearby beaches. Um, in, 20, in February 27, 2014, the CBC also reported that coming up on March 6th, he was allowed unsupervised visits to Selkirk from 30 minutes ranging to full days. Uh. As long as he kept a working cell phone. Uh. November or February 2017, 2015, now unsupervised visits to Winnipeg, again, as long as he carried a cell phone. Yeah. Because that's going to save people. <sighs> um, so... Um, I'm going to come back to that one. February 27, 2015, so exactly a year later. Um, yeah, why wouldn't it be like a tracking anklet? Like, at, at worst. Like, if we're yeah. just playing devil's advocate. So that was unsupervised visits to Selkirk for 30 minutes to a full day. And then unsupervised visits to Winnipeg um, the, the, a year later. That's when that happened in 2015. In May 8th, he was granted passes to, to group homes in the community to live in a group home. Yeah. So not only is he allowed to visit these places, but now he doesn't have to live in a psychiatric ward. Yeah. And then, on February, February of 2016, he legally changed his name to Will Baker, and he could live independently, winning the right to live alone on February 26th. Huh. And then February 10th, 2017, Manitoba Criminal Code Review Board ordered Lee to be discharged with no obligations or restrictions legally. Hmm. So, so he's not. This man is literally just out with the public. Yeah. With no restrictions. Or record. Yeah, exactly. He's just a, a free dude. And now here's the problem. I believe that in cases of insanity, which yeah. this would fall under, if you murder somebody, that is automatically you have to spend the rest of your life in a, in a psychiatric ward. Yeah. I mean, especially whenever it comes down to schizophrenia, where, like, if he doesn't take his meds... Yeah. It... Like, he killed somebody. Yeah. And, like, he didn't kill somebody, like... It took, like, planning, and like, he literally got a knife and stabbed somebody on a bus and decapitated them in front of people. Yeah. So who knows if he goes off his meds, if he's going to snap again. Like, why would you not keep him in a home? 
what does it hurt keeping him in a home for the rest of his life? I'm not saying not to like have supervised visits to the to the outside world as long as he's medicated, but like unsupervised. Yeah. He's allowed to change his name. He's allowed to live unsupervised. Yeah, he could stop taking his meds. So, um, one really sad piece. There was um, some court cases. Um, the family sued against Greyhound, the Attorney General of Canada, and Vince Lee for 150k, which isn't very much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they won. They didn't say if it won or not. Um, yeah. And. Two people did sue for a couple million, but it was dismissed because there was um, the bus had like a, a liability suit that prevented people from suing it, mm. which is crazy to me. Um, but the worst is um, one officer on the scene, one of the like reporting officers, Corporal Ken Barker, committed suicide due to PTSD. Oh man! So yeah, that, that was a guy. secondary kind of yeah. you know situation. And then just to round out this this fucking case. Yeah. Let's talk about PETA. Yeah. They tried to use this case as an anti-meat campaign. Saying that um like if you're okay, if you're okay with meat eating, that means you're okay with this guy eating somebody. Like they like compared it to equal oh no so that did not go over well yeah (laughs) um but yeah so it was a short case but that that's the case of of tim mclean tim mclean didn't keep it clean this poor guy dirty kept it dirty well he wasn't the one who kept it dirty he was the guy who died well i know but like i'm dirty um got it dirty so I do want to say one funny thing. The the one I was like searching for any type of story on him because like the only things I could find were just like little blurbs of his life. Yeah. But the Insane Clown Posse was like one of the places that like mentioned him. It's like yeah. Juggalo for life. <laughs> Juggalo for life. Um, Yfe. But this, yeah. So I was just blown away just reading this case, and it's really short. You know, but it's really terrible, so I yeah. wanted to share it with you. I know. How do you feel? I feel juggaloed. How do you feel about him getting, him just being out free? I, I disagree with it. I think, I think that he should have, at worst case, like a life partner, like as in, as in like a. Like assisted living. Yeah, like a. Assisted living, like, in a gated community. Yeah, like, he can't leave. Yeah. Unless he's with somebody. Like, like you know, a nice... Not necessarily nice, but... He, like, a pr- nicer than a prison. Yeah, because I think, I think the thing like, is... Like, it's, it's, it's not necessarily... When it, when it comes to mental health, the, the breaks that people have, it's not their fault... Right. In their in that moment that they they had that or their fault after that, if it if it truly is mm-hmm. that. If they're faking, yes, they should go to actual prison. Yeah. I mean I but, really don't think he was faking just because of prior, you know Yeah, and if you eat if you eat human meats like yeah. eyeballs and hearts in that, that period of time, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. 
I, I don't care. I, I couldn't fake that. Right, right. And I think that the other thing that's that's so jarring is, to, regardless of your mental state, you know, like, so somebody died. Yes. You know, if I was him and I had a mental illness where I lost break from reality, yes, it's not technically my fault. Yes. You know, it's mental... Well, it is his fault, but it's not his fault because he could have been medicated. But I want me to be... Pro- them to be protected from me. Right, right. So if I knew that I was basically like a walking time bomb... Yeah. ...who had already done something horrible be- and I couldn't have any control over it... Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, if he had no control over it, isn't that scary? Yeah, that is. And, like, I would, I would want to be somewhere that I didn't have to worry about... As much. Yeah. But, like... The fact that he can live on his own and not have to worry about, like, an ankle monitor or anything. Like, who's to say that he's not going to snap again? No one. And if he just stops taking his meds because he doesn't like a side effect or... Or the meds change. Or his body chemistry changes. Yeah. Because um, some people are on meds for years and then all of a sudden well, they stop working. And then who's who's going to notice the change? Right. Is he going to notice the change? No. Is he going to be lucid enough to notice the he change? Was only, he was only in custody for two years before he started getting supervised, supervised visits yeah. out of there. And it's, like, it's kind of like a slap in the face to Tim's family because, like, yes, it's a horrible thing that happened. But, like, they have to live forever not having their child or their father or their, you know lover or whatever the case is so just comparing what i know with anti-psychotics and anti-mental medication you know mental medication it's just you know it takes sometimes it can take years to get the dosages right 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 and you know this works right with that person and this works right with that person and yeah, maybe schizophrenia might be treated better with, you know, either this works, that works, or this works. Maybe, maybe that's Not the case. Not really, no. But I, I doubt that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and then, what dosage do you react to? And then also, like side effects. I know that like certain side effects for schizophrenia medication is really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. So a lot of schizophrenics go off their meds, which luckily a lot of schizophrenics. Are not homicidal maniacs. Yeah. Um, but, like, the fact that, like, God was telling him to do this, like, he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And there was. But, you know, what's... And if he did feel remorse about it, which maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But yeah. if he did feel remorse about it, it's still... It's still like you did it. Yeah. And I know, like, and I don't... Like, this is, like, a weird comparison, but... Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. Ginny was, you know, basically possessed by Tom Riddle. Sorry, guys, for getting nerdy here. Fucking Ginny. But when she thought that she killed somebody, you know, she flipped out. Fucking Ginny. And I know that's, like, that's fantasy and that's not the same thing, but it's kind of the same thing that, like, where, you know, how do you feel after something happens? Yeah. You know, you wake up and you have blood on your hands like I was in a mental, you know, fugue state. And, you know, I don't think I would trust myself ever being out in the public again. Yeah. I would want to stay in a home somewhere where I could be watched. Even, you know, certain people who are who have been suicidal, like, shouldn't have guns in their house. Because even though they're not suicidal at that point, 
what happens if they have one little slip yeah and become suicidal yeah i mean or homicidal or whatever yeah it's just it's just you know safety precaution and a a lot of that's personal too because we don't have very good you know restrictions on that but um yeah so (coughs) it's just i think the case kind of it was just so gruesome and so fast and then like the punishment didn't seem to fit the crime yeah it it just kind of catches you off guard i guess yeah but maybe we need something to perk us up maybe something a little lighter maybe something a little banana smoothie But in order to raise everybody's moods, maybe it's time for a little corner of Jason. Jason's got a whole corner. Jason's got a whole ring. Jason's got a little dance. Jason's got a little thing. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have told people that. (laughs) I mean, okay, guys. Here I am. I do want to say that our dog, um, like, tunneled in next to me. Yeah. And is now snuggling. Yeah. And I think it's because she wants cheese and she's waiting for us to be done. Oh, she wants cheese cheese. time. Yeah, she wants cheese time. All right. So, you get access to any secret recipe, perfection recipe that you so desire. Mm -hmm. Knowledge of a secret recipe. Okay. What is it? Am I able to make it myself? And you or? are able to make it and sell it. Um, if the, you wish. Well, I know the, the most logical one would be Coke. Okay. Not cocaine, but Coke the pop. Mm. Coke recipe. That's not the most logical one, but go ahead. Or KFC and their secret spices. It's not the most logical one, but go ahead. Those are the ones I picked. Mm, okay. What's yours? Mm. The hundred dollar bill. That's not a recipe. Yeah, it is. You need to get the printing ink right. You need to get the fiber right. You need to get the security strip right. <sighs> I wouldn't call that a recipe. That's cheating. Sick burn, yo. That's cheating. Sick burn. No, but if we're going if we're going food related, which I think was the original intent. Yeah, of this I mean, I know. I'd love um, to forge Van Gogh's, like whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I think I'd I'd want, I'd want Samoas. Samoas, they have like the Walmart version of Samoas. We could make them ourselves. All right, you fruit cake. You're just mad because I picked Coca Cola. No, I don't want Coke. I want, I want, I want Nutter Butters. Because I like the Nuttery Buttery Center. <laughs> and I want the cookie Isn't cracker. Isn't that just peanut butter? No, it's not. Because to me, it tastes like, it tastes like grape jelly. And it tastes like on the outside and it tastes like peanut butter on the inside. It tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't get the, the, the jelly, but... If it if it makes you happy, it makes me happy, very happy. But like I feel like KFC because they have the secret spices. Okay, and another happy thing that I want you to remember, I want you to recall way back, mm-hmm. way back, 
or very recently. Mm-hmm. Like, as in five minutes ago, which I know it's five minutes ago. What is the happiest memory that you ever have? It doesn't have to be me related. It's okay. Well, I mean, my happiest memory would be our wedding. Well, what I remember of our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like whenever uh, you gave me, whenever you, whenever we said I do, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. But not related to you. We'll do a not okay, related not one. related to me. Because that's cheesy and everybody knew that answer probably. Oh, probably. Um, happiest I've ever been not related to Jason was maybe when I graduated with my master's degree. Oh, okay. With my presidential scholar. Yeah. I felt really powerful. Oh, really powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. Mm-hmm. Also, like, we went to Disney. Like, that's, like, the happiest oh, yeah, place yeah, on yeah. earth, you know? Yeah. Happiest place on earth, yeah. When my parents first built their pool. Oh. Yeah, that was a fun time. That's a good one. It's a good one. Um, it's good. It's good. It's quality. Yeah. I mean, the pool was a, a big part of my life. Yeah. Even though we lived in Pittsburgh and it didn't get very warm all pool the time. Pool times. Pool times. What were you, what's your happiest memory? Um, I have happiest memory overall, is... Overall. Just overall. Overall. Um, it would be uh, November 5th. Uh... 2016? Yeah. Is that the correct year? No. <laughs> oh, not that year? I don't know. The year that you you proposed to me? Yeah. That is 2016. I just oh. wanted to make sure it was the correct year. I know. <laughs> that you were thinking of. I know. I just mess up, mess up the years because I'm, I'm bad with years. But yeah, I was nervous that day. I know. You you called me and, and I was like, I know, it's happening. I was nervous. But anyway, uh, other than that, uh, uh, let's see, guys. Oh, wait, wait, we got our good, we're like, we got Sophie and Sam. Nah. We got Sophie and Sam. Those were the happy moments. Nah. Um. Sophie gave me a kiss when I said that. She appreciated it. Uh, when I... Sold my brother all his pet animals. <laughs> his pet animals? You stuffed animals? Stuffed animals, yeah. At my little st- shop store. That you had stolen from him. That I, that I procured from his bedroom. <laughs> and then... Um, Poor Nick. My... Uh, I conquered my fear of heights when I went quad riding. Because there was this, there was this really big, eighty degree hill mm. that we went up. Yeah, I know it was eighty degrees because it was just enough so that you went up and you went up it in third gear. You'd go up it, you'd hit max speed. You go down one ramp and you go up, go up it in third gear, and then you'd lose speed, and you'd come back down the other side. Oh. And then you loop back down. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but I did it. So I was like, yes. I have a question for you. Yeah. What's okay. Your question? So 
Um, so in the weeks that we did not record, yeah, part of that was because it was our birthday weeks. Yeah. Last year we did John Bonet and the Succubus, so we really missed out on doing a good birthday episode. Yeah. But alas, so we went back to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, so we've been traveling a little bit. But what was your favorite part of your birthday this year? Mm. Or like the birthday week or, you know, whatever. Uh, favorite part of my birthday. Hmm. Or like your favorite part of turning 31. Not turning 32, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like me. Like you. Um... My favorite part of my birthday was getting to see all the people and them just smiling at me, saying that it was good to see me. Yeah, that's my favorite part, too. So. So that was nice. Yeah. But other than that, um, it's nice to see my mom's house, new house. It's a very nice new house. So we'll go shout out to my mom's house. And other than that... You went to my parents' pool for the first time, which I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Yeah, bonded with your dad. Uh, Yeah, over... Over a few beers. Some brewskis. Adult beverages. Um, We stayed up really late at Rachel's house. Yeah. And that was fun. Over a few adult beverages. (laughs) There's a a lot of adult beverages. I pet a baby cow. Yeah, pet a baby cow. At the fair. The fair. Um... Over a few adult beverages. We didn't have any adult beverages there. We did have funnel cake. Oh. Over a few adult funnel cake. <laughs> um, what was your favorite part of your birthday? Seeing everybody. Yeah. I got to, you know, I didn't get to see everybody that I wanted to see, but um, it was nice. It wasn't, I didn't feel like we were too, too rushed. Um, so that was nice, but next time definitely flying. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else before we go? Uh, no, just stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Virginia Beach. San Diego. What do we have for Virginia Beach? Vagina Beach. Vagina Beach. You know, so I have to type out Virginia, like, all the time for work for, like, yeah. Virginia Beach. And the amount of times that I misspell Virginia is, like, way too high. Virginia. I, there's too many eyes. Yeah. And it's just. There should be a Virginia button. I guess I could write virgin and then aya. Uh-huh. No. You could do that. Yeah. Virgin. Virgin. Ia. Okay, well, I guess... I guess I, that'll be all. I guess that'll be it for this episode. I guess. I can't well, do a good Canadian accent. Well, I guess that'll be all. I can say sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. And I don't sorry, think all Canadians it. are that's, crazy. That's just, it. Sorry, guys. Just, you know, a couple you know, of them. You know. You know? Just Hold my spitter. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay, bye. Bye.